Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. And mention the buzz when you buy four tires and you get a free alignment. Now, here's Bart Reed. Hello, Bart Reed. Good afternoon. Hello, gentlemen. How's it going? Are you rested up? Are you ready to get back after it? I know you had one of those emergency workouts. What is an emergency workout? Well, you know, everything tends to be, I think, an emergency um, in the summertime as it relates to, you know, recruiting and last-minute basketball tournaments. So I would say it's usually a friend of the family that needs to get in ASAP. So something like that. But, no, it was uh, just need to get in the gym for somebody got out of town real quick. So had to take off in a hurry. But, listen, it's okay because it's not that hot outside. I'm just fine. It's not that hot outside. Wow, 104 in it's, Northwest Arkansas. Hey, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Goodness. 104 sounds hot anywhere. I mean, yeah. I don't care if you're in Northwest Arkansas, Central yeah. Arkansas. I mean, that's pretty tough. I got a couple of questions for you real quick, Bart, from our Asher Record Service company, Life in Feedback. Eric says, saw with the Razorback offer, honor – Botung and the Hawks are in California. Is that the last AAU event of the year? Do the Hawks have a chance to win it? Yes, it is the last AAU event for the year. It's, we, it's kind of we know it for the, the grassroots circuit basketball. So the Adidas Championship is in California. The Nike Peach Jam is in um, Georgia, that South Carolina, Augusta, Atlanta area. So that is the last big circuit tournament of the year. So the Hawks are playing Indiana Elite right now. I don't know if that game is concluded, but that was one of the big showcase games. They pitted a couple of the top teams against each other. So Indiana Elite, which is a story program that constantly has some of the top players in the country and usually a top five to ten team in the country, they're playing right now in a showcase game. The Hawks will kick off the Adidas Championship playing Dream Vision, which is out of Las Vegas, which is a very good program. So they will play Dream Vision on Thursday. I think that's about 2 o'clock. Guys, if they win that game, they're in the final 10. Um, as you know, as you get to the Adidas 3 SSB, it's the top 28 programs in the country. So there's no cupcakes. There's no easy road to the finals. It is power program after power program. So, it's, But if they win Thursday, they go to the final 10. And then basically they need two games to get to the championship. So they do have a good chance to win it. I think Billingham's done an excellent job with that team. They're extremely well balanced with Honor Botang and uh, uh, Lane Taylor and just a host of really, really great basketball players around the state of Arkansas. And I think they have a great chance. I think they're a legitimate top three team in the Adidas this year. And, you know, anything can happen out there in California. So I'm pulling for them, and I think they got a really good chance. Mark, speaking of Lane Taylor by way of Farmington High School, is this kid as good of a pure shooter as you may have seen in a while? 
Oh, he is. He's really a unique basketball player. You just don't see the true, what I would call a true, all-around basketball player anymore like like what he is. He's a, he can shoot the basketball. His decision-making and basketball IQ is through the roof. And, Randy Rick, I know we talk about that quite a bit. But when you look at the way he's handling the basketball and the amount of uh, his team, especially at Farmington, is depending on him to score, facilitate, create. His assist attorney turnover ratio is out of this world great. So I think he's a Division One college basketball player for sure. He is as advertised. I thought before Honor kind of hit his peak of really getting on top of his skill that he Lane was the best player in the class. I really did. I think I think he's that impactful talking about he's 5'10", he, he defends actually really well, and you can tell he's the, his dad's a basketball coach. He's lived in the gym his entire life, and it really shows on the court, but he is going to lead this Hawks team, and really it's going to go how far they take them, because even though you've got honor and some other pieces there, it's still going to be how well Lane and the guards protect the basketball and then shoot the basketball down the stretch. It's going to make the difference. When you look at his game, where does that translate, though, to the next level? Does, does, does Lane's game fit better as a shooting guard, a two-guard? Is he a point guard? Uh, uh, what is his size? What, about 6'2", somewhere in yeah, that range? Yeah, so about 6'2". Yep, yep. So he would be, you know, it's hard to say because you think now that he would be smaller for – the two-guard size, but, you know, when I was at ULR, Laverne Smith was our two-guard. Laverne was below 6'2", so, and our point guards were below 5'10". So I think he can play a combo. I do think he's a true point guard. I think there's no doubt about it, but I do think he can slide over and guard the two. What you might get in a situation if he slides over and guards the two is that size mismatch, especially depending on where he goes if you get a bigger two that's, you know, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and you do have a potential height mismatch, but he certainly has enough basketball skill and athleticism to compete. But I think he's a true one that can also play the two, Randy, as because you said his ability to shoot the basketball is almost uncanny. If he is open, the ball is going to go in the hole. He actually had, I think, two games where he had over 60 points this last year at Farmington doesn't matter what level you're on that's an incredible number and you know he has to be shooting the basketball at around 40 45 percent and at the high school level is just unbelievably good when you look at the way the game is almost being played now i know we talk a lot about positionless basketball but you're seeing point guards now at six five to six seven and you're seeing your two guards i know Anthony Black is is at six seven six eight whatever he may be, uh, he is a, a point guard, but you're seeing some of the two guards now at six seven six eight, uh, so forth and so on. Where is the smaller man going to fit into the into today's game? Because it, it almost I mean I, I realize the evolution of of these young kids, you know, growing beyond what any of us. Uh, used to yep. always think of a certain size that fit a certain position. You know, it's funny, uh, even just talking about this now, uh, I would love for Fitz to go back and look at the scale that he used to have uh, in football 
in regards to, to uh, recruiting Division One athletes. Now you got to go back to 1998 when this was when he had this kind of little chart that he had and a checklist that that they fall onto. Yeah. But I mean, where where do these guys start fitting in anymore, Bart? You know, I, Randy, it's a great point that you bring up. I, I, four years ago, I would have said, listen, you would have to play the guard position. You know, transitioning now, you'd have to almost be that six seven, six eight range like you're talking about. And then in the last couple of years, we have seen a resurgence of the sub-six-foot type guard. Listen, you mentioned Fitz. Justice Hill's a prime example. Below six foot, absolutely plays at a high level, plays above the rim has deep range, can get in the lane. I think what you're seeing right now, and we had Auburn. I thought Auburn's best guard was uh, Wendell Johnson. He's below six foot. Uh, Bruce Pearl went to the national championship game with three guards below six foot just years before that. I think what you're seeing now is a little bit of a change with the game because guards are shooting the ball so deep. And with the college game now moving that three-point line back, the year before last, I think that has opened the court up more, and because teams are spacing, it almost is going back to we're seeing a resurgence of the smaller guard that can get in the lane and drive and kick. Randy, Rick, all these coaches want driving kick, driving kick. To get in the lane, it's easier with a shiftier, smaller guard that can really put on live ball moves and with great footwork, get by, stop, pop, or kick out, and now you're seeing the mid-range game floaters, 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 and that has allowed much smaller players to get shots over much larger players and really tight spaces. So I think there's a good mix, and I think we'll continue to see big guards, small guards, and it's really coaching preference, to be honest, with what they're recruiting. You know, for from fans of the game, that's uh... – there's appeal to that. And I think you see players of all size being successful and being able to score from different points on the court, not just dunks and three-pointers. I agree. Hey, hang on, Bart. we got to take a break. Yes, sir. That's Bart Reed, pure sweat basketball skills, thanks to Art Street Wheel and Tire, for making all this possible each and every Wednesday and Friday with Bart Reed. It's time for Bart Reed. Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. And mention the buzz when you buy four tires and you get a free alignment. Now, here's Bart Reed. Okay, Bart. Hey, I, I meant to ask you, uh, but we ran out of time right before the break, and you were talking about that mid-range jumper. And I think the term was used floater. I've always called them teardrop type of shots. Yep. Is that not the – I mean, I didn't realize knocking down that 25-foot three-pointer could be difficult, but I, I contend that hitting – that floater hitting that teardrop shot is among the lowest percentage now when i think of of taking quality (laughs) shots inside the mid-range area i'm not thinking of floaters or teardrop shots i'm thinking of just pull-up jumpers or or jump shots i mean if you're fortunate enough that you could do a 
I guess, a set shot, then try it. But I doubt you can get away with a set shot in there. But uh, talk about how difficult, or maybe it's not difficult to you, but I think I don't know what the percentage is, even at the NBA level, but there is a bunch of those floaters or teardrops that seem to be missed all the time. Yeah, it, it really is. And it was a shot that came into, so just so the audience at home, because there's a lot of, you know, because you have floaters and runners. So I, I break it down into a really easy way. So a floater is anything off two foot in the lane, and a runner is anything off one where you shoot the motion of a jump shot. So you have runners and floaters. Now, my players shoot a lot of those. I will say that that is a shot from NBA analytics that is seen, like you said, Randy, as a very low percentage shot. I know personally that Coach Musselman does not like floaters and does not like runners. I think done the right way, they are an effective shot because at times it is because of gap coverage or help side coverage. And defense is so good now because of scouting reports and analytics it's hard to get shots off, not just for the 5'11", but for the 6'4". So even though it's a lower percentage shot, it is a shot attempt that can get off without getting it blocked. And if you have really good offensive rebounders, it is a chance to put up offensive rebounds to give those kind of gimme baskets. So it is a lower percentage shot. I do think if you practice it, it's a shot that gets a little bit of a bad rap because I think there are some ways that you can practice it. Um, like my son is a guard. He'll start off every workout with 10-minute warm-up of floaters. That's all he'll do because it does teach touch to young players. But it is a shot that's fallen out of favor, especially at the high college level and certainly at the NBA level because of the degree of difficulty of the shot. Now, when I think of a runner, I think of using the backboard but yet you see such a small percentage of those that use the backboard. It, it almost takes a layup, and, a, and I'm talking, when I say a layup, I'm talking about a no-fashion layup. Layup is really, in the eyes of most players, a dunk shot. It's not a take it to the side of the rim and then kiss it off the glass, off that square, and put it in the basket. They're thinking of a dunk is a layup, but... What is the percentage of shots that off of a runner are actually using the backboard? Or you may not have that kind of information. Well, actually, unfortunately, Randy, I think I've got information for all that. So let me say this. There is a problem with a lot of the kids, and this goes all the way up to level. In fact, let me say this. The emergency workout, talk about sub-six-foot guys, was D.J. Smith, who's the start point guard for North Little Rock, is, is here – was the starting point guard for North Little Rock. Started as a true freshman for UALR this past year. We're talking about a player that's 5'10". So we, he wanted to work on specifically one foot shot at an angle. Okay, so we were talking about drifting and shooting those runners. Here is the message I'll tell any players. If you can use the backboard, you need to use it. Unfortunately, that is a little bit of a lost start, just like the mid-range game. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know if it's an optic thing or what it is, but it, the backboard is underutilized. If there is a way to use the backboard, kids, players developing, use it. It's really underutilized. So that's the one aspect, I think, that has really given hurting the floaters and runners. Randy, is they can use the backboard, which drastically increases your shooting percentage, but they don't. 
So that's why if you're really working on development, work on touch. Have players start under the rim for five minutes and shoot shots. Just all net. Just working on touch and then have them do five minutes of off the backboard because I promise you backboard shots are a skill that translates to the game and it will instantly increase your shooting percentage. Okay, Bart, I'm going to say this in such a cynical way that I don't know if you laugh or not, but that doesn't matter. But what is that little square behind the rim? What is that for? I'm telling you, it's a, it's a it's an alignment tool to put the to put the ball that if you put it in there, it's going to go in the hole. And Randy, they make back skill backboards now with different tier colors, so players can learn different spins off the backboard. The tools are there. I will get – my son is one of the best finishers I've ever seen for a kid. He will go outside in the backyard and spin the ball off the backboard to see which the angle, how the ball spins off. I think that's what type of stuff, doing that little bitty stuff, takes you to the next level. But most kids, they just don't have a great feel for the backboard. It's really, really remarkable because it is a tool. And that little square is a nice, handy thing to have if you know how to use it. I mean, we're talking, you can bank one in from 30 feet. Yeah. If it gets over that rim and it hits inside that square, I don't care if it's a brick, you can call it whatever term you want to call it. Somehow that ball will find the net, though, because it hit that square. If it didn't hit that square, then it probably is not going to go in the basket. Now, that's, that's on the other side of it. All right, Bart, that was fun. Let's do it again on Friday. That's Bart Reed. Yes, sir. Pure sweat basketball skills. Thanks again to Arch Street Wheel and Tire.